0: Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Well, you know, there's a reason there's... In in D&D or other class and level games, there is a reason there are specific classes, and we'll talk about that after this. All right. What I mean is, D and D started with three classes originally. It was a magic user, a fighter, and a cleric. And then later on, one of their supplements added the thief. Those are the four, four main, four main classes right there. But they've come up with several subclasses and things like that, and they're usually related to those four. Relate to those four. And what I mean is, like. You know, other games add stuff. Like AD&D added stuff like the Assassin, the Monk, uh, you know, the, the, the Paladin, the Druid, that kind of thing. And they're all subclasses of one of the main classes, okay? Don't worry, I'm getting to a point soon. And things like Hyperborea, well, they got 26 classes, but they're all subclasses to the main four. So... Why is this? Well, people like to play different kinds of characters. So, okay. And each class has its own thing, its own its own speciality. And so, basically, and I learned this from, from playing champions, there's a reason why people want a complete party. Like, oh, we don't have a magic user. Oh, we don't have a, a fighter. We're going to have to, you know, that kind of thing. Because, or, ori- well, originally, but eventually, the group should work like a unit, covering, covering each other's weaknesses. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's, that's the way I think of it. That's why people worry if you don't have one thing or another. Well, there's ways around that, but still, it's better to have like at least one of the four classes. For instance, if they're in an encounter and the fighter's stepping up and just you know just just laying into that ogre and there's there's a mage behind him getting ready to cast like oh I don't know um, charm person to get him to attack the party with the ogre. Fortunately, you have a magic user who can counter that somehow. Um, so, you know, he's cov- he's covering the fighter's butt, and the fighter covers his butt, his butt by making him stay in the back and defending the rest of the party, especially him who has no armor and very few hit points from existing. All the while, the, the ogre is just being beat, 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 and... You know, the fighter is like, gosh, is this thing... Will this guy ever fall? That's where the thief comes in. Thief, meanwhile, is being very stealthy, making his rolls, making his hide-and-shadows rolls, taking his, you know, stealth rolls to get behind the ogre. And the mage, for that matter, perfect opportunity to backstab if he can make it. And the cleric, well... He takes care he well okay he takes care of fallen comrades by laying on hands using healing potions spells whatever but his other purpose is to be the fighter's wingman these are fighting priests they get up there and they will be their lancer they will be the guy who covers who covers them if you know another foe comes to his side it's oh i got this and he pulls out his mace and he starts wall- walloping in the meantime, the mage is trying to get the other mage to stop, so he can't, like, silence 15 foot radius or something like that, before he even gets a spell off. Or maybe the uh, I don't know. Maybe the cleric has a ranged attack, like a sl- or even the wizard has a ranged attack, like a sling, and he knocks him out while in the middle while he's trying to trying to cast a spell, and he ruins that spell on him. And back and forth. This is everybody covering each other's butt. Okay? Now, follow me on this. That's a good thing. But there's another way to do it, too. And this works well if you have, like, a group of something. Goblins, orcs, whatever. What you do is have everybody in one turn, one after the other, as during their initiative, wallop on one guy until he goes down. You know, like the mage casts magic missile while the fighter walks up and takes his bastard sword and slashes his chest while the thief who's back there get ready to backstab him and the cleric, he's just supporting the fire. Maybe they, two, maybe they double team him. He comes in on one side and the cleric comes in on the other. And they take him down. Then you move to the next one and take him down. That's how you get him down. Now, yes, you're going to have to fight off what's coming from the other side. But if you can do that, that works out really, really well. That was a tactic we used to use in champions. You know, we we focus on one supervillain and take him out. And then the next one. And then the next one. Very good strategy. But like I said, you know, they say no no plan ever survives contact with the players or it never survives the, the encounter the contact with because you're always and you see you got the group has got to remain flexible too if the fighter's getting ready to wallop him on the chest and he happens to see another orc that he's closer to that's getting ready to wallop the the mage he'll go over here and without even tur- he can't even he just turns around wham knocks him out or whatever. Now, you know, there are rules like, well, if you disengage with this guy, he's going to get a shot at you. Go ahead. Take your shot. Fighters are supposed to be tough. So this is all kind of tactics and stuff. Basically what I described before, like focusing on one guy, then another, it's basically wearing your opponents down. You've seen a couple of... uh, I've I've seen this before, usually in comedies, like somebody gets in the ring with this big tough fighter. Basically, they're moving out. They're not even fighting him. They're moving him out, moving out of the way, ducking and weaving. They're trying to tire him out. And if you tire him out enough, you can take him with one blow. So that's what you're doing. Wearing down opponents. Say you have an ogre with like 150 hit points. That's a lot of hit points for an ogre. You can do it by just concentrating on him and if any of his minions come up have somebody in the party you know take care of that side this is this is and if you have more than one class in the party even better say you have two clerics or two fighters or a thief and two mages even better i believe in redundancy in a lot of things. I've been watching a lot of bushcraft videos. So they believe in redundancy for stuff like fire starting. There is nothing wrong with redundancy in a, in a in an adventuring group. So you've got that going for you. Okay, that guy can't get the minions over here. All right, go over there, uh, fighter B or cleric and take care of them. Cover that side. I mean, you remember Lord of the Rings in the Mines of Moria, Fellowship of the Ring? where they were surrounded by goblins and they were all like backs to each other. Every every angle is covered by somebody. That's the kind of way you got to think in these. That's how I would think. That's my way of thinking tactically. So it's a good thing to have. It really is. Um, Wear them down. and That's even better. If you have somebody like a halfling and you've got like an ogre, and the halfling keeps dodging him because they're very fast and they can't get a hold. Come back here, you little... That kind of thing. And then at the right moment, either backstab him or just like, he's so exhausted, one shot will take him out. You never know. So it's really worth it for you to think about those tactics like that. All right. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, gmail dot gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. For single donations, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soros, and Benjamin Brothel. Thanks, guys. I salute you for other good podcasts. There's Dan Greggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep podcast, and the YouTube channel. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.